Hello, <laughs> and welcome to Rockstar Podcast, episode 014. You don't have to scream, really. <laughs> you do that all the time. I do, and yet the volume is always too loud in my ears because I don't know why, and I continue to do it that way. By the way, I listen to uh, podcasts just the beginning because I uh, fixed the website Zero, with the players. Which one? 013? No, all, all the beginning of every single one. Just in only like okay. a minute. Please, if you listen to this podcast, go listen to episode one and two. I apologize. I know it sounds like that I'm introducing myself as part of the Special Olympics. But the first one, I literally go, hey, welcome to Rockstar Pocket. Like, you were I, just finding yourself at the time. I'm still finding myself. Well, it's a lot like the sitcoms where they're not really funny the first couple of episodes. Until right. you guys caught up. I understand. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mariano, right. how are you? Right. Thank you. Um, as usual, I'm doing well. You don't know what to respond to. No, I, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. You don't know, sit, stand. You know, I'm going to start using dictionary.com and actually get get different words. For get synonyms. 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 Well, we're very fortunate today because we have one of the great three tenors uh, joining us. This is Luciano Pavarotti. Uh, are you calling me fat? Well, no. I would be calling you what? talented. Uh, oh or, yeah, or dead. Or de- I didn't want to say that. No disrespect. <laughs> no, I didn't want to say That's that. That's horrible. I'll uh, cut that part okay. out. Tony is here with his... Um, <laughs> All the Italians. Well, is, it, is it because I'm using a music stand to hold my iPad and my paperwork? Well, more so that you're doing it after 14 episodes. <laughs> I don't know why I never did it before. And you're on a stool. Or bar stool. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. No. I actually use that in the vocal booth all the time. I, ne- I never thought to bring it out. That's odd. It's odd that I use it. Well, I'm more curious to know what's actually in that orange, bright orange folder. This is all the notes from uh, Rockstar Podcast, starting with the original. Wow. Yeah, I keep that stuff. This, we is, should take this a, is month 14. We should take a photo of that. You can if you like. And put it up with this podcast. No, I'm going to take a photo. Well, just as Tony as is right now, just for the website, yes. Um, <laughs> we were talking briefly right before uh, about Foursquare and checking in and how Mariano's the mayor here at Dropout Studios. Yeah, which which is interesting. He never shows up for work, though. <laughs> no. I guess no. that's because he's the mayor. Well, he's the mayor. Well, uh, he has the mayor. Large, coffee, at least. He has the largest uh, thing that he carries. Pardon? <laughs> you know, the... He has oh, the, largest, the folio. The, thank you. He has I the largest was folio. <laughs> I had no idea where that was going. Right, right. Uh, which a, I thought was yours. <laughs> no. And no, no. then I realized it wasn't. No, I'm... Well, because it probably costs more than. Of course, Lorenzo's T-shirt says we're extra chubby. So <laughs> I just saw that he's wearing a chubby pickle company T-shirt. Yes, and yeah. after we go- do, you work for them? No. Oh, I have one. A chubby pickle. pickle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? Hi. How are you? We're not even drinking. Um, so we're talking about Foursquare Mariano checking in, and uh, I, I I told them that. Uh, what, how did I mention? Oh, if you go someplace and you leave and you You've forget to check before, in, right. you go there before, go to your profile page to see your past check-ins, click on it, and you can pretty much check in. Um, and well, I don't give t- it away. Well, well too I mean, late now. Well, I mean, you're taking a lot of things. First off, nobody listens to the like, podcast. I was going to say, <laughs> and two, nobody see, uses Foursquare. You blew it. I said, but, great. Now 15 people know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Edit. Cut. And so, paste. Go. Uh, what? Are you supposed to make the joke? Oh, never mind. Okay, thank you. It's done. Uh, it's yes. over. And we're also, I'm very excited because uh, I, I'm a big fan of Chipotle. And where Drop House Studios is located is the closest Chipotle to us. Yes. So last night I tweeted out to Chipotle and told them that I wanted a location near my house. And they tweeted back and forth. And then the next thing I know, all of the Rockstar podcasts started tweeting with Chipotle. 
And I was hoping for free Chipotle today. <laughs> like at the studio? Because that would be really cool. Well, oh which made God. me think of the story of the Morton Steakhouse, which is a popular and a very old but popular steakhouse in New York City. Right. Uh, located uh, right next to uh, Sirius Radio. Because I was on a show with Gary Vaynerchuk, who did a podcast with us an hour for an hour about five podcasts ago. So please listen to it. Um, he's a dick because he had five million dollars store, but he doesn't really want to give credit for that. Anyway, <laughs> we were talking about that on the way. You were we, saying, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I was an immigrant and I came to this country, and then my dad gave me a five million dollar store. Okay, look, wh- what about the five million dollar store part? I didn't, I, I didn't have that part in my life. Anyway, we were going off. I was going off in the car with Mariano about that. Really? Uh, yeah, because he talks about Surprise. that stuff all the time. And I like Gary, but, you know. He, Gary he, likes you, too. Yes, we do. We're going to a Ranger game in February. so that's, Cute. Uh, we have a date. Um, Take a picture. Tweet it. Yes. Back to the Morton Steakhouse, there was a, a person in, I guess, I don't know where he was, in Vegas or whatever, coming back to New York, coming home, and he said, tweeted out something like, I can't wait to get uh, a Morton Steakhouse uh, steak when I get back home. And he added Morton Steakhouse on Twitter. When he arrived to the airport... Morton Steakhouse was there with a bag full of cooked steaks for him. That's hotness. No, yeah. You're kidding me. That now is this is a, this right is a there. small. This is a one restaurant place. It's not like a chain or anything like that. So that's, that's probably the, why that happened. Right. Exactly. The personable. The personal side of things is that the actual like the person we tweeted to on Chipotle. Her name was Mira. Very nice. Yeah. She was uh, signing her tweets. I saw that. Right. Yeah. And I told her about the location. She's like, "Well, I don't really have power over that." So that's the other side of uh, of social media is like you get an employee that works there, but really. What power do they have? Whereas Morton Steakhouse, the guy showed up with a bag full of steaks. Well, I, 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 I'd say that's that's probably an extreme example, but uh, a very cool one. Very, very. But look cool. how much PR. I mean, but it, but it is definitely an extreme example. But even the fact that you know somebody picked up on your Chipotle reference, yes, uh, on on the Twitter stream is good. That means they're they're doing the right thing. And, and the fact that they to. and they c- continued to reply yeah. to you. It wasn't like a one shot thing. Is like okay, whatever. You know, they, they actually. Um, you know, saw it through. So good and they, for them. They continued to see it through. I I started engaging in the conversation. Yeah, I saw too, that. Yeah, she took a three on one right there. Yeah. <laughs> she handled it without a flaw, and now she regrets it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Mister Chubby. Because I told her the pictures are on Facebook. I told her if if there's a location provided uh, within a five mile radius of my house uh, that I would give her coasters and a T-shirt, and that's when she said she had no power over that, and I'm like. She you doesn't know, want your coasters or a T-shirt. Well, at first, I looked at tw- Twitter.com Chipotle, and it's just some guy. And I'm like, you would think. He, cares, he considers himself very spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Caliente. Uh, Just call me Chipotle. But, but don't do that. But No, don't do that. Um, but don't you think at some point Chipotle, for as savvy as they are, would have probably offered him money for that name? Yes, I would think maybe so. that's what he's banking on. But like, maybe like the old squatters, right? Yeah, the squatters on uh, URLs. But maybe he doesn't want to sell it. Well, no, uh, clearly he doesn't. Or he's holding out, or like you know, I personally I would not ask for money. I would ask for a lifetime supply. But of Chipotle, but <laughs> right. I was hoping. But here's what Mira could have done last night. Here's what she could have done, and it would have been it would have been great for PR. She could have offered us a twenty dollar gift card each of us and ask for our addresses and mailed it to us. I would have taken that. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah. that so, it, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, what does it do for them? Like if you're gonna be on Twitter like PR, I agree. I like do so like do something about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't just reply. My, I, I could see that. My app suggestion, which I'll bring up later, the I just mentioned it and the owner who wasn't even under the company name, it was his personal name, replied to me. And I thought that was kinda cool and he gave me some insights. I mean the service is free, so there's not really much he could offer, but um I thought that was cool. Now I'm thinking the Chipotle thing. I'm like, wow, if she would have just given the fresh books, we've mentioned them before, I use them. They send out cakes, 
random birthday cakes, even if it's not your birthday. Right. And I and it was my birthday about a week and a half ago, so I mentioned it on FreshBooks, and they 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 asked me for my address, and no. they sent me a birthday cake. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, that's, that's nice. like that's like call to action. That's like doing something about it. Agreed. Whereas you know, Chipotle would have been nice to get a big slab of tube steak, as we mentioned in the previous one. <laughs> we have discount. to settle for a chubby pickle. <laughs> Some would say it's not settling. <laughs> Hopefully, your wife. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be, I can see it now. It's going to be the chubby right now, pickle. <laughs> people are going, okay, 15 minutes in. What are we talking about today? It's the chubby pickle episode. Um, you know what? You, know what you, you, you clearly know what the picture is going to be, right? It's just going to be on my shirt right there. Right. That'd be awesome. Um, awesome. We all survived it's Hurricane Irene. Lifetime chubby pickles. Uh, we all survived Hurricane Irene. Yes. Yes. Uh, Not without a little bit of Well, a little bit of damage, but yes. Tony excluded in this. Uh, what I've learned is living two blocks away from the water is apparently the safest place to live <laughs> uh, because I lost about a four, a, a two by two square piece of carpeting. And right. That's it. Right. Uh, I lost no electricity for one second at all. Nothing. Well, our, uh, our problem here in this town is that we have a lot of trees and we have a lot of very old trees. So yes. our issue is usually it comes down to power and it's usually because tree limbs or entire trees go down. I think one of the oldest and only American maple uh, trees in the area went down. That was like a big deal, but it took down several power lines with it. Horticulturalists will think that's yeah, a big yeah, deal. yeah. Well, from what I understand, that's a big deal. So yeah, I apologize. I don't mean to belittle it, but that's why I lost power for twenty four hours, which kind of sucked. yeah. But you know, as a as a married man, when the power goes out. <laughs> The you meter, goes, the meter goes up. <laughs> you light a candle. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I tried turning the power off in my house to Wait, this get my really... wife to th- but it didn't work. Uh, Mariano, um, once again, texting while we're doing the podcast. He's doing this. He's very cocky. He's very cocky. He's getting cocky. I'm, I'm glad he can't hear us when we whisper. I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just actually letting people know that we're recording the Chubby Pickle episode. Nice. Our podcast. Maybe nice. you could concentrate on the actual content if you haven't heard <laughs> well, content. I'm just curious. Well, I'm, I'm listening to the content right I'm, now. Could you right. talk? I'm it's just, a podcast. I'm just curious. What is the content today exactly? The content we're going to discuss. Uh, you what? have to actually, <laughs> you, after the podcast <laughs> is over, you have to listen to the whole Backwards. thing over again. <laughs> listen to it back. Figure out what it was about. What? 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 Uh, Okay. That's what I put the show notes for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so you don't have to listen to the podcast. Actually, what I write in the show notes is like, oh, we just had Jason uh, Eric Schmidt of CEO of Google on there, so it gets an right. SEO. <laughs> right. And then you listen and you're like, Chubby Pickles. Um, <laughs> and speaking of Chubby Pickles, Marianne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is fun. Uh, we're going to talk about, We're gonna talk a little bit about everything, but we're going to talk about some, also, um, when I first started designing, I noticed in the first two years, three years, I would get a lot of people who would call me and say, I got the next big thing, or I want to barter this, or I want to barter that, or how about I give you this for that? I haven't gotten that in probably three, in the past solid two years, I have not gotten one call about a client wanting to offer services in In exchange. Yeah, I haven't gotten that. And I wonder if that's a part of the company growing and putting out a quote unquote vibe out there that, you know, if you're going to call screaming lunatic there's a don't even bother there's a price to pay so well yeah i mean it, it you know it, I, and i just wonder if that comes with growth because i can imagine like for let's talk about the, the dj wedding industry when you first start doing that weddings if you're on your own you do it for a friend you do it for a cousin you do it, you know whatever and you like don't even charge them you want the right. experience now 
I mean, other than close, intimate friends, you're not doing that for anybody. No, I, I mean, can't, just I part. can't do that. Right. So I just wonder, and I thought about it because someone had brought it up on another podcast that I was listening to about bartering, and I never get that call anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wonder how that is just part of the growth of a company and just, you know, building your equity with the industry, I guess. I could jump in there. I, I think to some extent you are correct, whether it's actual growth or whether it's perception on the client's part or potential client or colleagues part or what have you, because they realize that you probably are too busy to do pro bono or to do barter. uh, But do you think it's that or do you think it's a healthy respect? I I do think it's a healthy respect for the most part. I do. I do. And that's the angle I'm coming from. Very rarely will I get asked to barter, you know, my production work, because that's that's mainly what I what I talk about when I get on here. I very rarely get asked to do barter production work. And I think that is because I've been at it for so long. People realize that I'm not a starter upper, so to speak. So they know that your calendar is full. So I think it is a, a, a respect thing on some level. Um, they just, they, they understand that you're busy and you get paid for what you do. And, you know, I'm not cheap to begin with. So on that very rare occasion that I will do it, it's because I, either it's going to bring me, um, you know, certain clout or it's going to allow me to brag about a certain client or, you know, whether. Before you go, Mariana, just, I just thought about, I did barter. Mm-hmm. But it was my choice. Uh, it was Correct. with Nissan, and right, I got right, four right. Bra- yes, you mentioned to do that. two Correct. hours of social media consulting yep. with them. They gave me four brand new tires, which to me the value was more. You know, it was pretty good with the tires. They were the big, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So that, but that was like <clears throat> that was I set the tone for that. Yeah, and it, it it probably wasn't the tires that sold you. What sold you, or should have sold you, is the fact that you could. E- equate yourself. I had the upper hand. You, yeah, right. which and, is, and very, you could equate yourself with the brand. Yes, uh, in in some form or another, which is which is huge too. Like I used to talk about Webster Hall all the time. I was fortunate enough not to have to barter with them. They paid me very well for for many years. And, and but ten years ago, you may have because you, I may have. You would have been able to say, "Hey, I'm with." Fortunately, Webster. I didn't have to. I got very lucky because there were common uh, common you know, uh, players in the game, and I was recommended. So obviously, right off the top. I was right. I was getting paid for the service, but I probably would have bartered just to be able to say because to this day it's it's one of those feathers in my cap. You know? mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you say that because I don't think I've you don't I've, run into this problem probably. Well, I don't. I even when we were really small, like three people. Well, I'll tell you why I don't think you run into the problem is because Tony and I, which is our gift and our curse, we we are stuck in a. We're not stuck in it, but once we get into one niche or industry in New Jersey, especially mm-hmm. DJ industry, wedding industry then it's like everybody wants to do it. Right. So what you do with one sets the tone for everybody else. Whereas with you, yep. you deal with a lot of B&Bs, but you also deal with other companies as well. And they're throughout the country. So right. it's not like, oh, well, you gave them this, right. that type of thing. Well, yeah, there, I don't think that there's a lot of, I mean, unless we give a client as a referral uh, or as a, a reference rather, um, will uh, will we ever get the the question even as, as to whether we're, we're barter, bartering? And we have I've not in the history of our company actually bartered for anything just because I never actually considered it. I mean, well, it's more it's, so the fact that the, nobody's offered, asked you to, to only which is what we, Tony and I would get. We would get that right. all the time. Nobody, right? nobody's right. Nobody's asked me specifically. And, and as we've grown, it, it's actually interesting because it came up at the beginning of this year. Um, one of the salesperson salespeople that we hired on asked me, you know, asked me directly, would you ever 
barter our services for something else like would you would you want a free night at a at a bed and breakfast if we did a website conversion for them no. or a couple of free nights or whatever mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is and i i thought about it and i my my response was no and the reason why is you i said, need to you answer set a tone to my, once you do that i need also. To, you set a tone once you do that but i also need to answer to my employees so if they find out that they did something for free mm-hmm. and a higher up benefited. You're, you're benefiting benefited, directly. My yeah, salesperson yeah. directly. You become benefited. Enron. Somebody that wouldn't sit well with me as the employee. Right. So right. I'm not going to do it as I don't care how big I get. Right. I'm never going to take advantage of an employee like that. So, having said that, the one time I would potentially consider a barter is if we're talking about something where the entire company benefits. So free tickets I, to the Super Bowl for everybody. Free tickets to the Super Bowl for everybody. Or one example that I'm thinking of specifically is every year at Christmas time, we try to do something as a company. If one of those bed and breakfasts were to say, look, you can have the run of the place for, for this weekend Whee! at the end of the, at the end of the year, <laughs> yeah. then I would say, okay, then we'll do a free website. Can I get it. invited this year like to the holiday party? Can I go to the holiday party? <laughs> well, I never get to go to anybody's holiday party. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. Don't I you might... go to, don't your wife's, no? Oh. <laughs> well, that's not really, Does that, she no. take somebody else? No. He's just heard Wait, about it. No, that's not a holiday party. That's a charity dinner. It's in, fe- it's in February, but oh, yes, that's, uh, that's the vendors awesome. do pay for our seats and they're 20 grand a seat. Yes. Uh, so stop bitching. Yeah, but that's pretty I don't cool. Get, yeah, but all I get is a goddamn stuffed giraffe. I don't really. <laughs> he's, he's heard about the Avelli party, parties. And he yeah, wants I mean, to, like, there's like panty raids and all. And it's all guys, too. It's oh, really yeah. weird. It's really oh, weird. Yeah. Awkward. And okay. yet they find a lot of panties. It's very strange. Now, you know, Does Chipotle go? <laughs> yeah. No. It's at Chipotle. Maybe they'll cater for us this year. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. So anyway, but my my thought on bartering is, especially now that we've grown to a company of more than just one person, is that if it's not going to benefit everybody, I don't want to do it. And, and it's very rare that you're going to find a client that's willing to kind of handle 10 people at a time. Of course. For, for what we're doing. So, you know, that's, that's just my policy on, bar- on bartering. Well, that's a follow-up into... It, it kind of could cross into it of when do you, we've talked about it briefly, but when do you fire your client? Or not necessarily fire a client, but or fire a potential client. I've also seen that where now I've declined clients, not because I just call up and say, no, it's because I know that the fit is not right. Whereas four years ago, five years ago, you might, you would have taken anything and it's not an arrogance. It's just the fact that you, you're not willing to get bullied around anymore. You know, you, especially for creatives, you have to choose your battles. So I'm doing a brochure for a client and he had like four edits and three of them were fine. One of them I disagreed with. So I chose the battle with that. Now it makes me think of another client who I didn't take on because it was basically going to be a, a headache. They, you know, And it's the type of thing with the Webster Hall where it's a client that someone who's starting out would love to put it as a feather in their cap and take it up to Wazoo basically to do it. Whereas now, you know, I've put in my chops where it's not, I'm not forgetting about where I came from, but I'm not willing to take it in the butt. Yeah, no, no, no. You're not forgetting where you came from. It's just at at some point you do have to stop seeing yourself as that, that person that you started out many years ago. Right. And, and that's self-perception, you know, that's not, you know, always too good for that. No, it's, it's not. It's, you have to think business. Well, plus they, they, plus that client is also an arrogant 
Well, but I, but I think, I think the other thing that you learn as you become more, more business savvy is you learn to recognize the clients that are going to take up way too much of your time, as opposed to the clients who are really buying into the project and saying, yeah, you guys, you guys are the experts. I'm going to let you handle everything. I'm totally into that. You know, that, that line might not have been as clear to you when you're beginning. And, and that's something else to consider when you're, when you're, selecting your clients. It's like when you're 15 years old, you'll take any piece of ass you can get and then you get a little bit more seasoned. <laughs> That's a pretty good decide. analogy. No, I mean, you, you know, you're not trying to close with Maybe not 15, but yeah. <laughs> I started when I was 12. I was by myself. And then I continued to be by myself for oh, a video. Oh, oh, you, oh, you did sorry. take anything, huh? Dr. Laura's sex line. <laughs> Seriously Tony, disturbed by this conversation. Clearly, um, no, but tell who has the kids in this, in this I think, relationship. I think you know me well enough. What kind of head motion was that? Sorry. Um, I think we all know that at this point that I can't keep a serious podcast conversation for more. Well, that was about seven minutes. That was Not impressive. Bad. Not bad. But um, basically what we're coming down to here is maybe the startups, the new entrepreneurs or what have you, maybe the listener is, uh, you know, in the process of starting a business and they came across our info or maybe they have started a business, maybe they're, they're a year in or maybe they're two years in. And maybe the question is, well, should I be bartering for work? Should I, should I be doing pro bono work? Well, that's a decision that they have to make based on how much time they're going to invest in it and based on what the return is because there should always be a return. I think the driver for me in that situation, if I were starting up an entrepreneur and looking at bartering as potential, the decision that I would make would be based on whether or not that service and product is going to be something that I would have spent on anyway. Uh So if I would have bought that product or service Mm -hmm. anyway, then Mm -hmm. I would consider that as a potential barter. Or if I would have, let's say, taken a trip or something like, if it's going to advance the business in a certain way, that's, that's the, another that's reason that I would I would do it. But but if I'm going to do it at, and it's something superfluous, right? Let's just say you do this for me and I'm going to give you a new car. Right. You know, if I don't need a new car, right? Then the barter doesn't do make it. sense for me. So you know, that's that's something that would go through my head. Yeah. In that for, for me, case. it was always, you know, obviously, if the exchange is equitable, at least in my head, like kind of like. With, along the lines of what you were saying, where if it's something I need or could really use, or especially for the studio, you know, let's say I did a, a spot for, for a gear uh, manufacturer or something like that, and they're going to give me gear, you know, that's cool. Right. I, I would probably do that. But the, the main decision for me was, is this equitable? And is it going to return to my business somehow going down the road? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a relationship Maybe I just want to establish the relationship. But don't because, you think that sets the tone possibly well, too? Well, that, that was my next point, yeah. actually. Yes, it That's does set to. a tone. So you have to be very careful about that because if word gets out that you're willing to barter, you know, you're going to have people pretty much throwing the kitchen sink at you and you're not going to make any money. You're going to have a house full of crap or you're going to have all these services you're never going to use or what have you. Um you know, free free pancakes only go so far. You know, if uh, <laughs> if, if you're doing IHOP spots. <laughs> but anyway, yes. my point is, it it does set a tone. Was going to be actually my final. You well, like that? I like it. <laughs> Let me ask you on a much more personal level for what you do also outside of Drop House. Okay. In the wedding industry. Yes. Where do you like? Obviously, you wouldn't you because it's an, a a company you work for. You would never say no. But like, where's that fine line between when you when a Writing group want a certain way to do things. Like we have a mutual photographer we used in front of ours, Jeff Tisman, right? Mm-hmm. When I first met Jeff, he basically said, if you want gazebo photos, he told you, don't hire me. 
I'm not the guy. I'm not going to take a gazebo. Sure. I'm not going to take a waterfall. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. So his attitude That's is... That's why I hired him. Right. Well, yeah. he, he does definitely one third of the amount of gigs, but at to more price. Of course. Obviously. So like you in your personal life, when you're doing this type of stuff, how do you handle even like, you know, even your club days with requests and music requests, like where do you, my belief is because I have my 10 years chops in the wedding industry was if you're a good DJ, you can play any song. Anybody requests, it's just one you play it. Like, you know, when they play that, I mean, uh, to some extent, I mean, look, you're not going to play the chicken dance if it's at a gig at a certain place, but in general, you can find it during cake time. You could find it during certain times of a, of, a, of an event. Right. So as someone who's doing this type of stuff, would, do you, would you ever foresee yourself saying, you know, I don't think this is the right wedding for me to work or the right gig? I, at, I, at I have actually thought that and questioned myself as to whether or not I would, I would ever go that far. And I've, I've never actually come across, I, I have come across clients that I say, hmm, this is borderline not me. But I've never actually had to cross that line where I go, yeah, this this is not me. Either it just kind of works itself out where they come to the realization and we don't move forward with, with the actual booking, or there's enough common ground there where, you know, I can adapt, obviously, that's what we do. There's enough common ground to to make it comfortable. Okay. If if that makes, I think that answers yeah, your question. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I've, just- I've never had to. I guess at some point you would have to find that line, but... See, like in in the in the DJ industry, right? And and like I do mostly weddings and high end weddings at that. Usually, there's kind of a behind the scenes vetting process. I think right. not on my part necessarily. When I sit down with the clients, right? When I sit down with the clients, I get a vibe, obviously. And usually, there's enough common ground. Let's face it. I mean, I don't want to turn down work. And most of the times, I take pride in the fact that I can I can adapt to a variety of situations. But by the time they sit down with me, they've probably seen my videos. They've probably, you know, vetted the company, uh, you know, sound connection. They've, um, they've done their research, so to speak. And they might go, well, you know, this guy's too mellow. This guy's too over the top. Oh, this guy, you know, he kind of, I've watched enough of his videos where sometimes he pulls back and sometimes he doesn't play that much club stuff. And I've heard him play some old stuff. So, you know, there's a vetting process already taking place even before they sit down. So that's probably why I've never actually had to say no, thankfully. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Because I just wondered, there's a certain point where, of course, speaking like this, but even as a designer, it's in essence, the client's piece but it's a representation of you yeah so just doing weddings enough times there you know i always go back to the respect rule of when anybody would ask for the song respect or something like that for us playing it all the time it's like oh really but mm-hmm. to them they go to two weddings a year right. so that's right. when they hear and you it you have to remember that so you right. have to remember right. that right. so it, it's a it's a delicate balance just like when i get design jobs people might say you know this and uh, you've done it a hundred times is yeah, where you were going to say. But you know, you know how many times I have recorded the phrase in the mix? Yeah. I don't. I can't count <laughs> right. how many times I've recorded so-and-so in the mix. And I actually wanted to kind of do one of my little video clips. I just never uh, think of it. Can you do in the, the mix time. right now the way you would do it? Do it, do it. In the mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, but the thing is, I'll sit there and do it like five different ways. And then I go... How many fucking ways can I say in the mix? Seriously. <laughs> right. But, but I do. You just find ways and, you know, you chop it up a certain way. So it's interesting, sort of. But you got to remember, this guy doesn't have in a the mix, right. DJ so-and-so in the mix. So this is going to be his. Right. right. So uh, that's, that's the attitude. And you know, when, when I think of that exact uh, thought is when I see a performer, uh, let's say, you know, a big time performer. Do the same let's songs. Say, do the same, do and the they hits. sell out everything. And, and they must hate 
the fact that they have to sing that song. God damn it, Billy Joel, sing Piano Man. It's like, right, really? Right. I mean, they must hate it. And sometimes I think it comes through in their performance because they'll change the performance so much that it, le- it like it's cool to hear it in a different way. But then at the same time, I really wanted to hear the song. You know, right. the way I remember right. it right. as, as, as part it's your of the experience. audience, but the artist probably gets so tired of doing it over and over and over that it, and, and sometimes it comes through in there. And that's when it, when you're doing weddings, the, the groom would get one thing and that would be to choose the song that they come into <laughs> and in their head. In 1987, when they went to see the Poison concert, <laughs> it was like the greatest fucking thing. We were all drunk. Chicks were and he wants to recreate that moment, kind and of. In his head, that's what right. everybody's going to experience, and it's never the case. And right, that's where right, you right. kind of got to be the professional and right. say, okay, I'm not going to do that part. And it made me follow up to think, I've seen uh, Mike Walter, who was a guest on my other podcast on The Rockstar. He's done, I've seen his do his talk three times. And part of me as the person would want to do a different talk every time. But he does, there's the consistency of it. And even Correct. though I saw it three times Correct. and it was pretty much the you same You take talk, something every time? You take something every time, Correct. but people are coming to see him do that talk. Correct. Right. Correct. So it's sort of like a fine line between yep. the two. Yep. And not to mention, I think that at a certain point when you're doing that stuff over and over again, that's how you gain your expertise. I mean, it is. He, he becomes so comfortable in that talk that... It becomes there are more no, fluid. there are no it's fluid. There are no ums. There's no ahs. You right. know, it's not right. uncomfortable. There's right. no uncomfortable right. silence. There's right. no pauses. So the talk becomes much more effective and efficient because he's getting all the words out that need to get out to that audience. And his ad libbing doesn't sound like ad libbing. It sounds right. professional, it's even though it is. Right. <laughs> Vaynerchuk has done the same talk five hundred times, but right. yet he sold all the books. And you know, it, I guess right. I guess there is that side of it. So, so if you see, but I, what I was going to say is that if you see that talk three times in a row, they may not look. They may look pretty much exactly the same. Right. But if you see it compared to his first from his first talk to his last talk, right. there's probably. A, a bigger difference, a more discernible difference, because he's had the time to fine tune it along the way. Listen to the intro of the podcast number one from Rockstar right. Podcast, exactly. Right. Yeah. Which we're going to do after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can, you can, can put it, it in. Yeah. No, but in the in this episode, if sure. you can throw it in at sure. the end of this, we'll do it right here. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rockstar Podcast, episode one, the Small Business Podcast by Small Business about Small Business. Episode one, starting a business, when to leave your job if you should leave your job. But first, let me introduce you to my rock star panel of podcasters. <laughs> wow, that really sucked, Lorenzo. <laughs> I, I know he's going to he'll do it. Uh, Dude, you're stiff. <laughs> no, I'm chubby. chubby. Thank you. <laughs> High five. So here's, what are we talking about? Well, How do we get on that subject? Uh, Sounds actually kind of cool. Yeah, we can continue. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, this puts me into another thing which annoys me, and I'll, I'll set up the story. Wait, there was, something annoys you? Yeah. No. You? Screaming lunatic? With it, Without the G on Twitter, but everywhere else it's a G because Twitter can't afford 15 characters. Um, there was a client or a potential client, and whatever ended up happening, it didn't work out because they went with a cheaper way, and it was with... Uh, somebody else who was a guest on this show was also doing some work for them and then didn't pan out for them as well. So the product came out that they ended up choosing. I know exactly what you, who you're talking about. Go ahead, call them out. No, you don't have was to. It no, I wanted to say somebody different, so it sounds like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> so then, no, 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 no. And edit. I'll and, tell you later. No, no. Um, so uh, 
<laughs> he the the previous well Dominic he he him and I were both doing whatever for a client potential client so Dominic emailed me he's like yeah no I wish him well and I wrote back to Dominic I'm like I wrote fuck that I'm too competitive I hope he falls flat on his face <laughs> now I don't want I don't wish like you know doom and gloom on the guy but no like I, I no he's you want little, him to understand I I told Dominic I'm like no I don't want that. I want him to, and then I saw the final product and I kind of sat back and smiled for a minute. Um, Cause that's, with, that's your revenge right there. That, not revenge. But I don't that's wanna, your, like, you that's know, your satisfaction. I, I right. battle between, right. The satisfaction, I, yeah. I battle between taking the higher role, but you know, I think part of getting to where I've gotten is to have that a little bit of that FU approach. And you know, I don't wish doom and gloom, like I said on anybody, but on the other hand, it's like, listen, it's not an FU approach. It's just knowing who you are. You have to have an ego. And what bit. you can provide right. at what price point. Right. Now, if somebody is simply shopping at price point and they move along past you, then they're going to get a different product. It's, and, it's right. as simple as that. And it's okay. They might get lucky enough. No, it's okay. But, you know, you, you don't. Well, very I, rarely will they actually make out because very rarely will they actually be able to get in your case, a designer right. who's cheaper and will do phenomenal work. Right. They might get lucky because they're out there. Like when sure, you, you might have, when you started, when was, you, I'm sure you were. Oh you no, were, I sucked. But okay. yes, you're right. But you're you right. were getting better, and you yes. you charge probably half of what you charge now. Let's say I think it's because you're right. Like if a, if someone comes to me and they say, you know, I just don't have the money. That's fine. I get that. That's it's, cool. I guess the I fact understand. that we were wined and dined, and we and the client talked as if like you know their shit don't stink. Oh yeah, and yeah, then. Yeah. You get to the reality like, of it. You should want to work with me. And that gets back to the barter thing too. Right. Basically the response from the potential client was, I went with my gut and chose the other designer. Oh yeah. As if it was like a compliment. Right. And I was like, right. no, you went with your wallet, which is fine. But <laughs> right. it's, uh, it, 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 I'm sidetracking a little bit, but going back to the wedding industry, I remember this one gig I did, this guy, the father kept telling us, yo, man, I got the bills. I got the bills. I got the bills. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Just hook me up. He wanted to do this special dance with his wife. Mm-hmm. He gave us 10 bucks. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at 10 well, bucks. <laughs> like, I would think like you rabbit pellet shit that out if you're talking big stuff, 10 bucks. Like, anyway, so it, it was more that. And that's why I kind of had that FU approach about it. Right. Well, but in general, if someone, look, it, it, people invest certain things. It's, it, some people might be able to invest on uh, on the product more up front and then the design. I get that. It's just uh, when you get wined and dined like that, it's just whatever. And, you know, I think that the approach we've taken, we're starting to take a more, we're spending more time up front and maybe to, well, to some people that might look like a waste of time, but we're spending more time up front vetting the client ourselves. And we're upfront about with the client too. You know, we say, look, this is our process. This is how we go through, you know, don't sign with us and expect you're going to get a website, a fully functional website in three weeks. It just doesn't happen with us. No. And I also tell them upfront, look, we're not the cheapest web design company that there is out there because, because we, because a lot of people want to work with us and we, in terms we of focus dollars, on right. the quality. Right. Right. You know, right. we're not in terms focusing, of dollars. we're not you're actually probably a price. better value. Right. Exactly. And, so, and that's, that's what I come across the same way to my clients. I mean, I, I can tell you that, of all the clients that we've completed projects for, not one of them has ever come back and said, I want you to do my site over again because I didn't like it when right. it came out the first Obviously. Yes, right. 100%. This whole process has taken me to the point where it's about, and it's setting the tone and doing all the stuff. I thought about it again last night because I just like literally just went through the internet for about two hours last night and I went to bed at like 12.15. Amazing. Wow. Early night for you. Yeah, well, I wasn't working. I got tired. I'm like, wow, I got to work. <laughs> so 
I, I'm looking at different things on the internet and groups and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm speaking for myself here. I'm like, I kind of know a lot of stuff about this social media and stuff like that. And there's the, all these events going on with one in Asbury Park, this. And I'm like, why isn't anybody asking me to talk? Right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but arrogance or whatever. Why isn't it like, why am I being asked to go and pay? Why is no one listening to me? And then I start listening to the, I'm thinking about the podcast and I'm like, I know people who listen to this podcast and are not doing anything that we talk about. So then it made me start thinking like, how do you become a leader? How do you, you know, uh, again, Mike Walter, Jason Jani, they say something, people run Absolutely. to do what they listen. And I'm like, what am I not doing? And then I thought about it. I'm like, I think like Mike and Jason and some other people, the comedy that I imply in a podcast and like, you know, chubby pickle and stuff like that. I think that discredits me. And that's what I think it is. I think people are like, oh, and it's a good thing because people are like, oh no, he's like, you know, common dude, just regular he's real. dude. Right, he's right. real. And not to say Jason and Michael aren't, but Jason and Michael carry a professionalism about themselves that I don't think I do. And then I looked at it and I'm like, you know, this person who I, who I, who I look towards as a, someone I you follow, look up to, you look yeah. up to mm -hmm. they all have that same DNA. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm just not it. It's just not me. And I'm not trying to be like therapeutic or anything, but I'm like, you know, maybe it's not it. And then I said, well, wait a second. Why am I trying to be funny and stuff like that? And I'm like, well, this is just a podcast. We're having fun with it and stuff like that. And it made me go back and think even more to the bartering thing. I'm like, well, in the beginning, I wasn't, a, you know, I was getting bartering and then now it's disappeared. So maybe it's just an evolution. It's a process. But why isn't anybody asking me to talk at these presentations? <laughs> I think that's a... It, I know my shit. You do. You I do. do. You yeah. absolutely do. But uh, I think that's probably a process. It's and, probably and a maybe you, it, not you personally, but you as the entity haven't quite gotten there. I'll I say feel, this about you I too. I feel you know similar about and myself. You've gotten, and yes. I mean, let's be I've honest. I've done a couple. And, but, that's, but that's an evolution for but me. But why aren't you at the DJ Expo doing presentation? Uh, we came close this year, actually. Right. Very close. And and, it, but I, I would almost, uh, not guarantee, but I would strongly bet that next year that will happen. And I think it was a matter of, of timing this year. And it was a little bit last minute because they plan that stuff kind of far out. I, I think part of it also is um, it's hard to get these engagements because people don't always, number one, don't always know that you're willing to talk. Right. And then they start small. Like, you know, we've been doing the meetup for yep. years and I'm not going to say that I'm necessarily, I, I, I made that kind of- I've never presented at his meetup. <laughs> opportunity i offered to you to no, present I, I said that you you defer to me and ask me questions all the time in front of everybody believe me i'm just busting your chops with that but uh you know i i think you kind of make some of these things happen for yourself you know for example i belong to the networking group with mark picard yes you remember mark picard from a couple mm -hmm. episodes back so in that networking group i offered to do a presentation there on social media and networking and website development and as a result of that presentation, which I offered to do, I got a presentation for the Chamber of Commerce up there as well, and then right. was asked to do that one. So, so, and I'm going to bring that up. To Go ahead, continue. <laughs> and then there was there was even another one recently where I have a meetup, and I was at somebody came to the meetup who, you know, listened to what I had to say. She's been coming to the meetup for a very long time, and finally asked me to present at uh, Women's Business Owners Group in the next month and even here rockstar podcast we all got to present at at Edmund. Edmund, right so you know i think that you kind of make some of these opportunities for yourself through podcasts through things that you're doing on your own and i was going to say even at conventions 
you see all these speakers at conventions and you pay to go to these conventions and you think some of these speakers are being paid to present. But actually, that's not the case. A lot of these presenters have to pay to present. So in some cases, okay. in some cases, okay. So, but but that may lead to being asked to present. So I'm saying that, you know, so a lot of people might not have asked you because you haven't provided the opportunity for yourself first, yeah. so that they can see what you have to and offer. I, yeah. I, I, hold on a second, Lorenzo. I think he makes a good point, and I think the follow up to that is perceiving yourself. And by yourself in general, myself as well, right. perceiving yourself as that expert yes. and having the confidence to be able to do that, being comfortable with being that person. Because you may want to, but you maybe you don't see yourself as that person. For me, it was an evolution over, over the last couple of years. I'm like, you know, I'm perfectly comfortable making a presentation. But when I actually got asked to make that presentation, I freaked out a little bit. And right. I said, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make it come together. And the first time was okay. And the second time was better. And, you know, the next time it'll be better. And But you need to perceive yourself that way too. Just like you have the confidence and borderline arrogance to tell a client that, <laughs> you, you know. For, thank you for downplaying that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant it in a funny yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But the way you talk about certain clients, how, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not that cheap guy and my work is way above that. Uh, you have to think of yourself that way and be able to, to put yourself out there publicly, you know. Well, go, you know, Mike Walter, I, seeing his three talks, I realize now the first one I saw him versus the last one I saw him, the last one I saw him. Completely different, not in content, but in his, at the expo. He did a whole skit kind of sort of thing with a guy in the audience, a uh, popular guy, Sean Big Daddy McKee. Mm -hmm. Yes. Where he did, uh, Sean stood up in the middle of it and he's like, Mike, it's, you know, he did this whole thing and he never did, he didn't do that the first time. So I guess that came with. It's an evolution. And Mike is a confident guy. and he, Yeah, he, yeah he's, he's a good speaker. He's actually a very funny guy, but he, he carries himself up there. But he'll tell you probably it has to do with talent and experience. You know, maybe if he did this 15 years ago, it'd be different. He's also an MC on the mic, so he's more comfortable with that type of thing. Of course. Where most of us are not, uh, including myself. Uh, I would just get excluding drinks. Excluding myself. Excluding myself. I would just go and get drinks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so that pissed me off. Not that I want to do all these talks or conferences or anything like but that. You but you know, you know shit. Well, and also, like, I go to these conferences, especially in the wedding and industry. And sometimes, oh, man. I... I'll bring it up again. To a year and a half ago, we went to a wedding all day conference. Yeah, I did not. You did go. not go, and it was like all marketing and stuff. Fifteen people all day. I tweeted every single person while they were talking. Not one phone beeped when they were up there. So hopefully it was a vibrate. All, yeah, all fifteen put on vibrate my ass, <laughs> and nobody, not one person, ever replied to me. Ever? Not one person wow. ever. Never. Effective marketing, them, right there. Huh? Three of them perform, uh, presented at Edmund. Yeah, I know. We thing. talked about that. So. You know, it's sort of like, really, that's what you're doing? You're up there, and I'm here, and I'm listening to you? No, you should be listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. I get annoyed with that shit. So, what else? What walk, do we got? Well, look at that. My app of the week, month, whatever. By the way, Rockstar Podcast Lite was out with Mike Walter. Uh, yeah, you should plug one. that a little yes. bit. Tell people plug about it. that. Tell people about Episode that. one, I'm going to try and... I, I said initially weekly, but realistically, I'd like to do two. <laughs> no, a two instead of three. It's a lot. <laughs> It's more so the scheduling Told of the, you. Uh, the, these power guys. Um, uh, two instead of three. So I'm doing like what I thought would be a half hour. It turns into 45 minutes, just one-on-one -on -one with uh, another uh, owner or business owner or whatever. 
uh, in between our podcasts. And yeah, it's kind of cool. Mike Walter did one. Thank you. Mike Walter did the first one, and I have a couple others. I'm trying to get some big shot guy. We'll see who's got a good following. And I think, uh, who else? Marcello, maybe. Marcello would be good. Uh, this guy, Micah, who owns a company called Graphically. I'm just calling him out on the podcast because I told him on Twitter and he said, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now he has to. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. Sonny from Wedding Wire. Sonny's great. Yes. Yeah, yes, very good. Yes. Not uh, that I know him personally. I did get to meet him very briefly when we did that uh, that marketing conference. We played uh, Hopscotch wedding, together. Wedding Wire guy. We played Hopscotch together. Did you? Yeah. It's cute. Me, him, and Adam Scuba. <laughs> wow, is there a video of that? Well, we made we made we made Scuba go first. Because that's this? a YouTube video, right? <laughs> we didn't want it in case anybody fell. We made Scuba go first <laughs> instead of third, so you could yeah. Um, Got well, it. I love the Scuba Nader. Uh, I'm going to say suggest my app now. This might because it might take a minute. QR codes. <laughs> well, if you've listened to previous podcasts, I have. I, I, I just eighty percent of QR codes make no sense to me. I don't understand why people do it. Anyway, I'm doing one for a client on a brochure. What he's doing is... Because you're forced to. Well, I, honestly, it was... He brought it up and I had the idea and it was basically you click on it and you see a video, whatever. So I went through all these QR code companies and stuff like that. Deliver, D-E-L-I-V-R.com. It's a free QR code with stats so you can see everybody that's clicked on it, looked at it and everything. You can change the URL anytime you want. So once you do the QR code and you put it on print, you can change the URL any time you want. And also it will spit out a EPS file in Illustrator huh. for print, which is a big deal. That's cool. Uh, so D-E-L-I-V-R.com. If you go into QR codes and you like them, hit them up on Twitter and mention me. He'll love it because he's a good guy. That's my choice. Now, part of the reason why I went first is because these two probably don't have an app. <laughs> oh, actually. So no, I'm I trying to give two. them, because Mar- Mariana looks two. like he's trying to figure out algebra in his head right now. No, I, I have two. I have two. Oh, you, have oh, you two. go last then. I, okay. I just want to plug Skinit, skinit.com, because I just got, I ordered a ton of stuff from them and they rock. That's it. That's my suggestion. Skinit.com. I mean, because there's, there's a lot of skin companies out there now. I, I did Jason's skin. You did? Yeah, I did his first one. And oh, now the, oh I, you did that? Yes. Okay. I, With I, the big SC on the, uh, for the iPad? Or are you talking about the uh, no the Mac the all his, uh, the MacBook? Yes. So right. I just did two right. more for him. Nice. Uh, what are you using? What do you mean? What am I using? You're not using Skinit. No, I am using. Well, oh, you are. I designed a form. He's using Skinit. Oh yes, I so, used them. Uh, I, I kind of found them out of the blue, and and delivery was awesome. Pricing was awesome, and the result was awesome. Really, really good. Cool. He's very into the whites and light colors. Did yeah, you see the, yeah, did you yeah. See the cards. Uh, no, I haven't seen them. Okay, ones. I have the cards here. Okay, great. It's very Jason Jedi. <laughs> good for you. Right, and him. Yes. Now, last episode, I came up with a name for you, and I, I actually want to publicly apologize. I'm not even going to mention the Are name. Are you talking about... I said <laughs> I'm not going to mention the name. I didn't say you couldn't. Magnum Pia? Yeah. No, no. no. Well, Mick, the Mick... Oh! <laughs> Mick Fatty? Yeah, thank you. Um, what we called you the chubby wanna... pickle today. <laughs> it's a little bit better than Mick Fatty. So you want to publicly apologize for calling yeah, I want to publicly fatty. apologize. Uh, I do want to also... Considering he bikes every day and... Say you're welcome to Sam Howitt of A Valiant, who enjoyed having that name so much... Oh, hearing that no. name that I think he f- was debating on Facebook friending me because he didn't know where the line was <laughs> and he Facebook friended me the past couple of days so right. I think that's his way of saying thank you for that <laughs> thank you uh, no uh, I love Marianne I love Tony but I love Marianne also so, okay. Marianne, it's not a competition you're fine you said I love you Marianne twice in this podcast only I love you you know I'm a little once. sensitive sometimes. I just said it again okay uh, go 
So uh, my recommendation is Amazon.com. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, I'm buying a stand-up desk, by the way, from Amazon.com. Thank you. I love Amazon. So I've got a couple of recommendations. Number one, okay, and these go back to libraries. You remember what those are. Um, New York Public Library has this really cool app or uses a really cool app called Overdrive. So instead of actually having to go to the library and borrow a book, you can borrow it from your iPad using this Overdrive app. And then you, you download the book and it's really neat. I mean, you know, you only have it for a certain amount of time. They only let a certain amount of people borrow it. But Overdrive is the thing that manages that's that. Crazy. So that's pretty cool. If you have a local library that you go to all the time, check, out, check it out. See if they have Overdrive. It's a pretty neat app. That's cool. Um, the other thing that I just downloaded actually last night, which I thought was really cool, is if you have any young kids... And if you've ever seen um, Jib Jab, they come up with the, all these really yeah, neat yeah, videos you can, where you can put your can face put your into face the video. Them, yeah. Well, they have this new app, or actually it's been around for a while, but I just discovered it last night. It's called Jib Jab Junior. And um, you can actually put your kid's face into a book. And the first, the free one that they send is um, making a pizza or something like that. And it's this great little thing that you put their face in and they get really into it and you read the book to them from your iPad. And it's, I just thought it was a really cool. Oh, so it's app. electronic. It's, you don't, you, you, can you actually order a book with the, or? No, you can't order a book. You can okay. order different books to put their faces in right. so that you download to your iPad, okay, so but you don't, physical you don't physically right. order the book. Cause it's, it's a little animated. Right. Uh, I got that. That's way. cool. So it's, but it was pretty neat. And I, I tried it the first time yesterday and the kids loved it and they uh, made me read the book with each of their faces in it twice <laughs> that's a good time right there yeah. did you, are they any like for like valentine's day any romantic ones that you could do with the wife like sexy sex i haven't i'm sure it wouldn't be under jib jab junior <laughs> depending it could be, if, you're not a chubby pick, if you're not a chubby pickle you could be under junior uh chipotle we'd like 20 dollars gift cards Thank you. I'm going to put that in the show notes and I'm going to tweet out to Chipotle and I'm going to let them know that we mentioned them. And so I'm, much so that I'm, today's sponsor is Chipotle. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Which is why I didn't bring them up in the beginning because I don't want to give the them too much The last one props. was Omaha Steaks. I'm still waiting for my steaks. Though. Did you, did you, did I send you the email? That's yeah, you did. That was Omaha awesome. Steaks they were website. listening. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were listening. listening. That's cool. Unfortunately, they were only on it for 45 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and but we man, did not get steaks. No. No, we did not get steaks. <laughs> no. Morton Steakhouse. Uh, we love you. Okay. Rockstar Podcast 014. It's We're in done? the can. It's in the can, baby. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs>